Welcome to Stories in Ink, a podcast with Empty Cam Productions. I'm your host, Spencer Kennard. Welcome back, everyone, to Season 2 of Stories in Ink. We are so glad to have you back here listening from wherever you are listening from. Man, I'm in redundancy school of redundancy this morning, this afternoon, whatever it is. Joining me back on the show is Rocco Cunningham. Now, Rocco was on our first season. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first season, you know, there's a whole 20 episodes you should go back and listen to. Um, he is a tattooer and owner of Pike Street Tattoo Studios. Studio? Studios. Yeah, I'm getting the nods. Just one, st- there's just two studios. One. One studios. There's no. That's Rocco. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> but joining me back on the show is Rocco. Rocco, thank you so much for coming back on. I appreciate you so much coming coming on and talking tattoos for today. Absolute pleasure, brother. I always enjoy talking with you. Well, this is also really cool because I am not actually in New York City. Uh, we are down here in West Virginia. We are in Bridgeport. We are no longer in Clarksburg. You guys made that move, what, three, four years ago now? Uh, coming up on three. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, well, we are down here in the very back room um, <laughs> where we, we discovered there are very few outlets. Um, but yeah, man, what's been going on? I mean, I haven't seen you in two years. Two years. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I've seen you on FaceTime, but I feel like that doesn't count. It definitely doesn't count. It's not the same. No, it's not. Um, I th- can't get the essence of your musk over FaceTime. <laughs> are you, is that how you're telling me I smell bad? No. Oh, okay. It's intoxicating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you intoxicated? <laughs> well, I've been down here these past, uh, I've actually been down here for about two weeks now, um, tattooing out of here. Um, whenever I'm on the road, whenever I come back down to West Virginia, um, you know, you guys always make me feel super welcome here. So thank you so much for that. It's been great. I've gotten to do a lot of cool work. Um, and it's just always really, really fun when I'm down here. Um, but yeah, what's been, I mean, this, you guys, you've gotten it. I mean, you guys were pretty put together whenever you started over here. I feel like the, cause the last time I was, I've, I feel like the last time I tattooed, I don't, I did tattoo here, mm-hmm. but it was right when you guys opened. Yeah. It was just after we had moved locations. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I've tattooed out of here twice mm-hmm. and one was back in Clarksburg. That's for all the locals that are, you know, listening. <laughs> Everyone else, Google Maps is a thing. Look it up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is it's an awesome place down here. Um, if you guys are in the area um, and just want to see a cool shop, how it's laid out, because I mean, you guys, the, the amount of space you have here is awesome. Yeah, we were we were pretty lucky in finding this spot. You know, we had looked for a location this way, and when this one became available we jumped on the opportunity for it. And fortunately everything worked out for us to, to make the move here. We're very happy here. Yeah. It seemed like it like more or less was a pretty easy transition. I know that, they, but I know it took a while to get everything. Cause you guys, it took like what a, over six months from when you originally planned on being down here. Right. It did. Yeah. Contractor mm-hmm. things, delays, you know, if it can go wrong, it will type stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's life. <laughs> life and everything but i I mean i think that that's probably also what makes it so like nice now is because you know it's like um you know you set it up in the way that you want it like it doesn't feel like a space where it was like okay this is the space and now we have to make a tattoo shop in the space right it was like designed very much for tattooing yes which um, is it was a shell when we got it so we were able to literally build it out just how we wanted it yeah so it could flow and and feel good in here and it was awesome we're thankful to be 
over here in this spot and well, the city of Bridgeport. We're thankful to be a part of the community here. Well, and you guys, I mean, it's been crazy. Like the amount of people that you have <laughs> coming through. Like, I mean, not that it wasn't busy at the other spot, but like, I mean, just, uh, you know, you have, one, two, I'm just trying to count them in my head. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven artists right now. Eight. Eight. Jeez. Who am I missing in my head? Maybe I'm counting someone twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have eight eight artists and one piercer. One, one full-time, full-time, full-time piercer. piercer but you have two other artists that are piercing as well. Yes. And uh, one apprentice that's learning how to pierce, right? Maybe? Ish? Front counter guy, and yeah. uh, he's learning to pierce as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and uh, it's just, I mean, that's awesome. You guys, and you, everyone's busy. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, and we're thankful. Um, you know, we love what we do, man. And it was, everybody here has the same kind of collective mindset and the same goals. And we care about what we do. We care about the shop as a whole and collectively we thrive together. And well, and I think that's like, again, it's just such a, and it's not like a superficial positive environment, um, which is, I mean, that's a really, it's an easy thing to force you know what I mean? Like it's to be like to pretend every like, and then, I mean, we've all been in places where every employee there seems super happy to be there. And then, <laughs> right. like, you know, if you could go back behind the, behind the <laughs> curtain, everyone's just talking so much shit. Like right. it's just, but like, uh, it seems like everyone like, you know, and everyone has, uh, you know, for, for all the ups and downs in a regular kind of shop, you know, the no shows, whatever, like everyone still seems pretty, pretty happy to be here you know like yeah and i think sure. that's a pretty awesome thing we're blessed to have an amazing crew here we really do yeah i mean and that's uh you know it's it's hard to find that kind of function you know <laughs> yes i do firsthand um well and it you know it's i i think it is like a testament to you know what you're prioritizing when it comes to tattooing because it's like you said you are you know you're super grateful for everyone that comes through and everything like that um everyone seems to feel like they're part of the family, which is really cool. Absolutely. Um, I know that's a really big thing for you. Definitely. Um, you know, and even, even people. So there's been, I think there's been three or four people that I've met for the first time down here. And it was just like, I, I, I can think of three right off hand. Um, and everyone just like fit in, yeah. like it just clicks. It's a very, now is that, do you feel like you're just pretty, I don't want to say selective about who you bring in, but that's definitely part of it, right? Like you, yeah. you know, you're not just letting, you know, Joe Schmo walk in off the street. It's a, you know, absolutely. You know, a, a good cohesive shop environment is really the basis of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everyone here, like I said, is like-minded values, goals. Um, we're all, you know, pushing ourselves every day. And we also, aren't just working for ourselves. We work for each other here. Yeah. And you know, we all work out of this place. And so we all collectively feel like it's ours to, to keep pushing it forward. Well, and I mean, I think that that's, uh, that teamwork and camaraderie is how any, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm on Forbes top 40 list of like successful (laughs) business owners. But I think that like when you can, when you can make sure everyone feels like they're valued and their voice is heard and not being discounted, like that's a huge thing, right? Because it, it, whoever is, you know, working does feel like they're valued. And like, if you can create that environment, you're going to have people that want to show up for work. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and I never refer to the shop as my shop. I always mm-hmm. refer to it as our shop because it is. Yeah. You know, it's all of us collectively pulling together that, that can make the shop what it is. Well, yeah. And I think that like that collective is a very um, powerful word. Very um, much so. You know, and I think that that's it. It's something interesting, right? Because at the end of the day, you're like you individually as Rocco, you're not the one push, putting out all of the work. Right. Right. Um, and that, again, that's not to say like you don't have a, I don't want to say a, a tight rein on it. Right. Because it's not like you can just put out anything. Exactly. Right. Like it has to be, there has to be some accountability there. Absolute accountability. But I, I guess here's a question. Do you think the, do you think by, um, I don't want to say mandating, but like by kind of demanding that accountability from your artist to their client, that kind of alleviates you having to step in more. Like, does that, does that make sense as a question? Like, yeah, it makes good sense as a question. And it really comes down to, you know, when we brought, would bring an artist in that artist, their portfolio of course is extremely important that they are a legitimate professional artist and tattoo artist. <laughs> but at the same time, what you just didn't want to take a, them to take a class online and say, <laughs> Oh, probably shouldn't get into that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four part, uh, a series for a different time. That's a four part rant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, but, uh, that portfolio is of course extremely important, but, also the person's character their Mm -hmm. attitude their demeanor that's also just as vital in my opinion you know and that's the cohesive group of artists that we have here you know everybody is of that that same humble mindset that same professional attitude and truly you know with moral core values to be a good human well in that character i think it's something you could build right Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think it's something that might maybe necessarily be there initially right like i i do think that people on on the base level are good right i think our experiences can kind of change all of that and we can do some really terrible things sure um but i think like they're if you're not willing to and it's not necessarily saying willing to give someone a chance but i feel like there's kind of intangibles right that you can recognize in someone pretty quickly yeah um especially in tattooing, there should be no big egos or attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're meeting for the first time and you act like I'm bothering you by talking with you, then obviously I don't want to talk with you anymore. <laughs> obviously know? that ends the conversation. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, that's, and that's what I said plays a big part in it. You know, a solid portfolio, but just, it's not hard to be a decent human being. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything to be nice. Right. And, you know, clients are our lifelines in this industry. Oh, yeah. In, in this craft of ours that, you know, every client that comes in, no matter if you're working on a, a full sleeve or if you're doing a small jammer, you know, obviously that's important to them. And they're coming to you for that. That's going to be on them forever. So they should be treated as important to you as they are because that's how we pay our bills and eat and get to do what we do. Well, yeah, if no one's if no one's. You know, if no one is coming in for our services, we don't eat. There's no, uh, you know, there's no sal. We're not salary here. No, not at all. And Um, and that's why it's so important that, you know, not to be 
redundant as we started <laughs> with the talking, but you know, just a, a solid, good, solid artist, tattooer, and a good human, and the rest comes together. Well, I think that that trajectory for a lot of artists that are that are like that, um, it's it's I and this is just me as kind of like an outside, even being at a tattooer in the industry, right? But like stepping back and you kind of look at other people's career trajectories and things like that, it feels it's like about a decade. Like if you kind of have that, I don't want to say superstar attitude, right? Because like you do, on some levels, you got to be like, you know what? I'm confident in what I'm doing. You don't have to be an asshole about it. But like, um, but I think that those kind of personalities, they just kind of come and they like, they like rise super quick and then they're gone. And it yeah. feels like every time I look at it, it's about a 10-year kind of span. It's not like a lifetime. Like, they're not built. Like, this isn't something they want to do for the rest of their life. This is something that they've done in order to do other things that they want to do. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. And I've seen that myself. You know, and I've also seen some people that have been tattooing for a year or two that think that they're the most exclusive best there was oh, dude, I'm from New York like that's that's <laughs> yeah so you know and you know I just I really have no time or tolerance for that because I I don't know I don't know if it's because of my age or how long I've been doing this you know it's it just comes down to that of we are tattooers mm-hmm. bottom line we're not these super special big-headed individuals we're tattoo artists we provide a service to people well and, and i we think we should do it i think that we can i think that that can also come at the you know a lot of you know it's still it's we're still in the two like the yeah, god what year is it <laughs> <laughs> well we're a day shy yeah. of 2022 yeah 2022 at time of recording um but you know it's still very much as as much as it is in mainstream culture like as much as tattoos are in mainstream culture and as easy as it is to scratch your way into this industry. Um, and you don't mean clawing and scratching to no, make it. <laughs> no, um, if no. you know, you know, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still something that is, I just completely lost my train of thought with that one. <laughs> it it but, is a magical thing, dude. But it's it's something that, like, it, you know, it's it's just different because it is an industry where it's still on to get into it is still very much on the fringe, right? Mm-hmm. Most people that go to some type of like art school, their goal is to not be a tattoo artist, right? And that's that's just the because of the way like how pretentious people have made art forever. Yeah. Right. It, they've made it this exclusive thing, this exclusive club that like only the, the rich of the rich can be a part of. And if you're this outside, you know, the reason why there aren't more good artists is because it costs so much to be a good artist, right? All the people that could be out there making art and making things that are great. Guess what? They have to work 40 to 60 hours a week just to survive in order so they can then work another 40 to 60 hours to make their art. Right. Been there, done that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think that that is a, um, it's easy to see why someone that is constantly getting that validation when they're tattooing someone about how good they are can go off of that trajectory really quickly and get, you know, the big ego and get elevated. And like, you know, cause if you do, if you have some skills, people are going to kiss your feet, you know? The thing about your feet is they're down by where your ass is too. So like, (laughs) (laughs) 
And <laughs> good point. Yeah. <laughs> Came up with that one right on the spot. That was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> Hashtag Spencer Kennard. Spencer Kennard. <laughs> Think about someone kissing your feet, it's right by your ass. <laughs> quote unquote. Spencer Kennard. Quote unquote. Um make that a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but um I'm just going to, I want to, I just want it to be like yogiisms, Like, but like, just get, if I do this show long enough, eventually I'll say enough things that we could put on like a whole list. <laughs> I mean, I would wear that on a shirt. Uh, but anyway, backtrack. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's an unfortunate side. I don't want to say like side effect of the industry, but you can really see where like, you know, success and money and those kind of things can bring out the worst of people. That's, that's anything. That's any industry, you know, yeah. any, any business platform, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do see that. And I really think that, you know, decades ago when someone got into tattooing, it was quite a similar process across the board to get in, to pay the dues and make it. And with it becoming so mainstream and popular and a lot of, you know, quote unquote fly by night shops that, of people that were never really lifers for tattooing people that saw the trend, wanted to capitalize on it and jumped in, you know, started bringing other people in and quickly showing them a couple things and have them not putting in the time, the effort. And well, and, but I think it also goes back to that. What's the point of the shop is the point of the shop just to make money. Because if it is, why would you care about who's coming in? Because as long as you're, as long as you have someone in the chair, you don't, you don't care what the, the end product is you just care that you're collecting the check off somebody else. Yeah. I mean, that's well said, but it's also shops like that, that piss off legitimate people that do care and always want to do right by tattooing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I have no time tolerance or respect for a shop that doesn't care about their clients or care about the work going out the door because that hurts everybody. Well, and I think that there's a, um, there's been almost like a disconnect within the tattoo industry, right? Because just because you might have a shop that's doing primarily walk-ins like a street shop doesn't mean that those people don't care. No, absolutely not. Right. And, but, but now just with where we're at, everyone kind of thinks that, right? Like, Oh, you're just going, you're not going to the bougie boutique where they, you know, charge out that, you know, wazoo for you to pay for, you know, you know, you're talking, uh, uh, what like a flower like maybe an, an inch and it's like three hundred dollars like what <laughs> like, it's like dude i could walk down the, and, and again like it it's it's perceived value it's all these other things but at right. the same time it, it's kind of unfortunate because those guys that really did care a lot of those were just walk-in shops absolutely right? and now it's i mean i guess that's why it's so important that you do your research on the shop that you're going to absolutely um because again like eat even if you're going to a shop that does walk-ins, like you can find out who is there. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like a place where they don't have any type of consistency, you know, that's going to say more about that shop than it is the, um, maybe the people that are there, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I- I'm with you on that. It's a weird, it's a weird kind of conundrum that everything's in right now. It is. And I don't knock any artist, you know, for, if somebody, you know, does charge a lot per hour and stays booked up, God bless. Yeah. Know? I mean, I'm not here to, I'm not here no, to shit on someone else no, making not, money. No, not at all. And, you know, and I'm also, not, you know, for the people that are like, hey, I just want to do walk-ins and quick jammers. Hey, as long as you're doing good, solid work, good job. I'm, I'm Thank you for that, you know. Well, I, th- I think that's what it comes down to, though, too, mm-hmm. is like the, the quality of the work. And right, so 
and, and you know, we're talking about things that are changing, right? Like, so, you know, the machines that everyone's using now is different than the machines everyone was using 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait another 10 years to see what we're, if, what, if what's being put out, not just by me or you or anybody, right? How it's going to hold, how it's going to heal. And I mean, and again, that's such a toss up too, because, you know, people, people, <laughs> people and bodies. <laughs> you know, I really think though, anybody that's well-versed in tattooing really could pick up a machine, regardless if it's a quality machine or even one not so good and make it work. Mm-hmm to put out a solid tattoo, you know, but as an artist, we all do have our preferences. It's, it's like you just pick the right tool that works for you for that, yeah. you know, that task. And, and I really think that's the difference too, is if you're picking up a machine you've not used before and you're going to care to try to still make that tattoo <laughs> solid. You're going to slow you know, down. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to rush right in. You're going to test that water before you would ever put that on your client. You know? Yeah. And yeah, you know, there has been a lot of, changes and and i would say a lot of even products that have come out well and i think it's this really again like it's cool it is right because it's like again like you know you're talking you know the just the the but again what's it go back to it goes back to the quality Mm -hmm. of the like you can get stagnant very quickly right but it's and you know and it's but it is it's doing your research it's figuring out what works best for these you know it's not, you know, it, I feel like a lot of us are brand loyalists, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, but it's at the same time, it's like, you know what, maybe I need to try this, you know, the new guy in the block just to see, you know, if, for example, right? Like I, I have one brand of needle that I, that I use for most everything, but I'll keep other brands of needles if I want one specific thing from that one specific. And again, that just goes back to like trying to get the best product for that particular tattoo it's not you know it's not to say that i you know will always do that or always need a million different options but if you it's better to have more than not absolutely look at ink yeah you know you have certain colors from one company that you like better than others and you choose what's work and that's trying to always keep pushing forward to to use the best available tools that we have well and i and again i think that also just again like we're talking that goes back to uh, being client centered might be the way to say that, right? Like mm-hmm. you're really trying to every tattoo figure out what works best for that specific client. Um, because you know, you, 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 in that specific tattoo on that specific client, because you can have, you can tattoo the same tattoo on two different places on the same person and it's not going to look the same. Absolutely. And you know, <laughs> even on the same day, <laughs> <laughs> same session. Yeah. And it's just, um, I think that that would you say that that's like a mindset, like again that client first kind of mindset, um, instead of self first within this field. Um, I, I would say yeah, it could be even a bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to use what we know best yeah. for our clients, but we also want to give them the best products available. And I, I kind of fall into that category of middle generation tattooer at this mm-hmm. point. And, and, you know, it's always hard to change, especially when we get comfortable with something. <laughs> That's just a, just a life lesson. <laughs> it is. And technology is a big thing. You know, even going to iPads, I was that guy. I just wanted pencil and paper. 
Yeah. And then when I finally quit being stubborn and gave it a try, I saw how amazing it was. And, <laughs> you know, that's just a case in point. Yeah. And it's anything, you know, yeah, we might like this one certain line of inks, but why would we not try something else that that is recommended? Just give it a try. Well, and I think too, a lot of things are in this industry relationship based still. Definitely. Right. So it's like, you know, there's always a little bit of skepticism. Like, why are you trying to sell me on this new thing? Like, who are you? Right. Like what, why, why would I? So, so for example, right. Um, I, I noticed a lot of your, a lot of your people here, they use, uh, hold fast, not hold fast. Uh, the black anchor stencil stuff anchored anchored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, uh, Nico. Nico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big, that's a change. That's a big change. Right. Like going from stencil stuff, which you know what it is, you know where it's been. It's been in the industry for mm-hmm. quite some time. Yeah. Half the shops using anchor, the other yeah. half's using stencil stuff and the other, but, but, the, then, but the reason why you're comfortable going with that is cause you, you've seen the work that's been put out by that artist. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not just like Johnny up the block was like, Hey, I got this new product. You got to try this. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it was recommended to try and, and you know, trying a new thing is not always a bad thing. No, I just, I find it like it's, it's just an interesting, another little interesting facet of the industry because it, it's not just like you can slap anybody's name on it, right? Because even within that, like you're going to have people that are like, I'm never using that. I don't like, you know, I want to go back to speed stick. (laughs) Nope. They got enough. They got enough. We'll just go back to straight. That's all. Yeah. Oh, uh, sir. (laughs) Go back to Sergi lube. (laughs) <laughs> well we can go back to acetates then you know. powder save graphite some, on the acetates save some paper <laughs> yeah. save some trees where that's how green this shop is we're going back to acetates <laughs> that would be glorious oh my I would, for some it would be a nightmare for others i but. think that would be a hysterical like oh, why has that not been filmed like a, like just one day where it's like you know Everyone's got to jig their own needles. Everyone's got to hand build their machine. Everyone's got to use acetates. Everyone's got to mix their powder. <laughs> Even if you pick one of those things. Well, this day and time, if that was required, there would be a whole lot of tattooers not able to work that day. <laughs> I, I think, oh, what would be, what, what would be one thing? Like, I don't want to say to where it would like set back, like the quality of the work, but one of those things where it was like, let's say, okay, so you could, you'd have to hand draw it. Right. Or you'd have to use an acetate or so an acetate for those of you that don't know, it used to be, if you get a stencil, now you usually use, um, like a thermofax, which will put like a carbon piece on there. That's what the purple piece is to, so you can see where the stencil is. It used to be these things were hand carved into a hard piece of plastic, powdered graphite was poured in them. And that was what was put on you. So if you wiped once, it was gone completely. Uh, <laughs> so you better be able to draw that thing. But, and it only came in that size. You weren't getting it reset. <laughs> so, so you have the, okay. So you, you have to hand draw it. Mm-hmm. That, that's one. Yep. You have the acetates. Mm-hmm. That's two. You have to make, make your own ink. Or you have to jig your own needles. We'll we'll eliminate the building machines. Let's say you have a guy in the shop that can help you with that one. It's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> Try to think. Would there be another, um, like another thing that would be, like, just fun to see how many people could would just I don't want to say be lost, 
but like it'd just be interesting to see like them go through those motions hmm yeah that's uh man that's bringing back some uh memories there yeah <laughs> yeah what would what would one like which one of those four would would you find the most humor in seeing someone do I would probably say busting out a needle jig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's. Yeah. Hand them some solder. And <laughs> <laughs> Just before you even get to use it, have to run it through the autoclave again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then that's, that would be awesome to even use acetates. But once again, this day of time, how would we sterilize them without putting them in an autoclave? Well, I, I feel like it would only, yeah, there's no. I've seen a return of the powdered pigments, which I think is pretty wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense in some levels because then you do have a little bit more control um, of how thick everything is. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that, you know, I'm I'm not someone that is super well-versed in the science of, like, making inks and things like that. Um, I know enough to keep the list of what everything is <laughs> <laughs> and what's in it. But, um it seems to be like everyone wants it. It always wants to be, you know, you want it like as thick as it can be like, but without, like, I mean, I guess like, at least for me, like I want it to be like a super heavy ink without there being heavy metals in it or anything. Yeah. Like, but I guess that, but the thing with it, the powders is you can make it however you prefer it to oh, be. Yeah, you can make your consistency as liquid or thick as possible yeah. as your desire, you know, but I want it to be like almost dried latex paint. <laughs> <laughs> You want all the pigments yes. in every pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, I'm wondering how, like, the way I think you could do it, right, is if you did it with one, you could only do it one time, right, with one person. Mm-hmm. You would have to copy the original acetate. You'd have to get your own acetate. You'd have, this is what I would do. I would have them hand carve in the... Uh, You know, if they had to actually hand carve the acetate, now that's something we could actually do. Well, see, and that's what I mean. Like you would, as part of the, let's just say project or whatever, mm-hmm. you have to, because again, you're only going to use it once. Right. Because right, of uh, sterilization purposes, things like that. Maybe give it to them when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're just selling the traditional tattoo experience right now is what it's coming down to. Why We're selling experiences today. <laughs> um, but let's, okay, so let's say you, you, ha- you have to hand hand carve the acetate. You use that acetate. That would be like, that would be fun. It would. Yeah. That would be a fun thing to start doing, actually. I mean, of course, it sounds fun, and I know it's a process, but yeah. that well, would have a lot of genuine throwback to it. Of, I feel like that's one that you would do just one day. Yeah. Right. Like, or just one a day, just because mm-hmm. it is such a process and you have to get so much ready for it. Yeah. And again, I don't want to say so much can go wrong. Um, you have to definitely have the right client for it. Definitely. Um, because it, you know, that image, it might be close to it, but it's not going to be exactly like that image that you see. Why not? Nah. <laughs> you know, I'm messing. I know. But that would be cool. That would be cool to do. Like if you would take it, if you would go from the watercolor. So let's say you do it with your, like a traditional flash piece. You have to do the watercolor. You go from that, from that's where you carve the acetate from. That's where you do the tattoo. Mm-hmm. The thing I'm curious about would be the graphite in the skin. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question with the charcoal dust. Um, Cause I mean, that's, I mean, to be fair, essentially that's what, 
black ink is is just carbon that's been added well with, i mean it was used hazel. for years and years you know what i mean so yeah. at that point i don't think i don't really think that um you know, I mean, it's been used long enough that I don't think it would make that much of a difference. I think it's something you would still have to, like, kind of supervise in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, it, like let's say you get with, like, a dermatologist or someone like that just to make sure everything's kind of on the up and up. Well, yeah, you would also need to know the sterility of it. Yeah. You know, you've got to make sure that it's it's a sterile product. Clean. Yeah. I did, actually, I, I after talking about this, I do believe I saw a tattoo friend of mine that I'm friends with on social media um, did that. He actually was doing an, an acetate for a client for a tattoo. This this sounds like a project we got to do at some point. This sounds fun. <laughs> you have mur you murdered my father. Now prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to this, um, no, I think that would be a really cool like kind of project. But yeah, and again, like I think it's something that it would definitely take like a certain type of client that would, I guess. I get, I don't want to say be okay with it because that doesn't sound quite right, but like that would want that experience because it's not, it, it, I think it would have to be someone that would be just interested in the history of tattooing as well. Right. Yeah. So you probably, <laughs> chances are it's probably going to be on another artist. Could be. And that would even still be an amazing experience to share with yeah. another artist. Dinner's ready. Yeah, dinner's served. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you know, talking about like, okay, so you're talking about experiences, things like that with other artists. Uh, I actually got to. Um, <laughs> so again, we're talking about experiences, and I actually had a really cool experience this week because you actually tattooed me. I'm sorry. Ah, shut up. <laughs> um, no, but it it was super cool, dude. Like I, I I love getting. I don't get tattooed a whole lot, and it's not because I don't want to get tattooed. It's just I don't. I don't ever have time to get tattooed right. and that's not an excuse. It's just anyone, again, anyone that knows me knows I work yep. and I work a lot. <laughs> well, you know, we work in tattoo shops so we can get tattooed anytime we want. I, I don't think that's true. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I got, you know, it was, I love the two you did on me, man. Like I love the, so you'll have to come see me if you want to see, not, not you, but all of these listeners. I will have to show them in person because I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was definitely a, a fun experience, man. It was, uh, I felt very thankful that you asked me. To tattoo I felt, you. I felt very humbled that you did tattoo me because, oh, man, uh, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I've gotten tat, I've gotten tattooed by a lot of people. Um, and not all those people are, it's a lot of people come in and out of our lives. That's sure. just, that's just what life is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can honestly say, you know, everyone that's tattooed me, even if they're not in my life currently, I've, I'm grateful that they were in my life for the time that they were. Um, and I think again, that's something that being a tattooer, you have a little bit of a different perspective on again, not to sound like, elitist or anything but it's just you know the people that are doing it right, right? it's right. and you know that you only have a little bit of time with them and i just think it's such a cool you know little part of it that it just you know you just remember everyone that you've met along the way and that has 
you know, has helped you tell your story, but you're, you know, you get, you got the little, be a little part of their story too. And that's just such a cool, you know, it's a cool little moment that you get to share with somebody. And when it's someone, you know, of course, uh, again, being in the industry, right. It's different, but like, it's, you know, you, you kind of collect again, not for, I don't want to say collect those people or something like that, but you know, when, I guess what I'm getting to is, is the expo and all that stuff is still kind of up in the air at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, I figure you will obviously make the right decision, um, you know, for everybody. And, um, you know, when, when it comes back, it's going to be better than ever. So we're hopeful that, uh, 2022 will be back in action there. Oh, I got some wood right here. So I'm just going to, yeah. Despite it always being change, always changing, there's always some type of consistency to it. But I think it's like what we've said, you know, it's the people that are in, that are doing it for the people that want to be a part of it. Absolutely. That's why I respect the history of our craft so much, and I respect those that paved the way so we can do what we do. And we want to be able to continue to do that for the next generation of real tattooers. Well, I think it's that, that important thing, right? So you, you walk so someone else can run. There someone crawled so you could walk yeah right and you know the best and that just goes back to the ego thing mm-hmm. right if you have a huge ego you don't want anyone to be better than you that's right? true and there's a difference between wanting to be the best you can be mm-hmm. and then trying to take down other people yeah that's that's a shitty way to be yeah i mean that's just again for anything absolutely and right? any anything in life if yeah you know, you always want those around you to succeed and be better than you ever were. Do it, and that was always my goal. Of anybody I've, you know, helped train in tattooing was, and I'll tell them that I want you to spread your wings and soar. Mm-hmm. I want you to be better than I ever hoped I could be. I think that it's interesting because I think it's like that whole thing of like, I want to be the best I can be, but I don't want it to be at the expense of somebody else. Absolutely, that's the um, very good way of putting it, and that's that's a, the right mindset to have in anything in life. Oh yeah. And I mean, I think that that doesn't mean you don't want it, you know, that doesn't mean you don't want to be the best, <laughs> but at the same time, you don't, there's a difference between motivating and pushing yourself past where you thought you could be and then stepping on someone to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to ever do that at someone else's expense at, at all. Oh, it's a, it takes a, takes twice as long to build a bridge you burn right yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure because you had to build that bridge twice and i like the old saying is i don't want to pay for the same real estate twice <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't i want to always be able to hold my head up and not have to look over my shoulder you know i try to do right by everybody and everything that i do and and i think that that's really how just like we were talking earlier it's not hard no. to try to be a good person no, and the the fact of the matter is it's a choice. Yeah. And, you know, all of us have the power to choose to be better, right? It's not always easy. Well, yeah. You know. Easy thing's not always the right thing, and the not, right thing's not the easy thing. Not at all. Well, and it's that whole thing of, like, you know, it's, uh, it's, that, but that doesn't mean the right thing is not what you do. Mm-hmm. Not what you do. I said that wrong. <laughs> you still do the right thing, no matter it being hard. You know, it's, it's uh, usually the harder path, but it's still the the only choice to make. Well, it's the you know, it's the the narrow path and the wide path, right? And you know, yeah, it's a lot easier to walk on the one that's already been trod. But you know, and that 
parable can go whichever way you want it to. Like you can project your own interpretation on it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think if your focus again is on people, the people that are coming in and getting the service and the people that you're helping to grow within the industry, I, you know, I think you are set, you are sowing the seeds for success. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We're not reinventing the wheel. Nope. You know, and as far as people have been drawing pictures on each other for a real long time. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's for damn sure. You know, and I'm thankful to be a part of it and to be able to do what we do, you know, and I'm going to do it with a smile and a good attitude. (laughs) I'm a try. (laughs) Um, Can't means you won't. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, you know, I, uh, you know, it's never a bad day when you can do something to smile to someone else's face for sure. And, uh, you know, again, I think that that's, it makes the tougher days, you know, cause we all go through the things that we go through. Not every day is going to be easy. Nope. Um, and you know, maybe that's what also helps us through it a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Right. It helps us because, you know, a lot of tattoo artists are real emotional people. <laughs> it can be. But I think that it almost helps that little bit of catharsis, you know, us going, you know, help helping someone else feel good helps us feel a little bit better. Yeah. I I just love it. I love yeah. tattooing, man. I love every day. Well, and uh, you know, I love I love every chance I get to work beside you. Oh, so man. that's always a, a privilege and a pleasure, my brother. Well, no problem. Well, thank you again for hanging out with me for the past 40 minutes and the last two weeks, letting me tattoo down here. You know, I well, love it. You know, you are welcome anytime, my brother. Uh, and you know, you will be welcome <laughs> up, up my way. Well, I look forward to that just the same. All right, brother. This has been Spencer at Stories in Inc. Until next time, thanks for stopping by.